Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Fire Team Chat, IGN's Destiny Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Joining me on the show today is Brian Malkowitz. C Team. C Team is right. And Travis Northup. Travis, how are you doing? McClunky is how I'm doing, Dustin. How are you? Yeah, McClunky. Uh, I'm doing great, <laughs> dude. We have a lot to talk about on today's show. We're going to talk about sure. trials, cheaters, how they're being handled. We're going to talk about trials, improvements. Uh, we're going to talk about Guardian Games. And my wife and I are going to show you all some recipes that we made from the Destiny cookbook. We did that for fun. Uh, off the top of the show, there were a few news items that didn't really fit into a category, so we'll cover off on those really quick. Brian, do you have them right in front of you? Do you want to take people through the journey that is the news of this week? Here we go. All right, so are you talking about the next week they'll be going into deep dive? Okay. Next yeah. week they're going to be going into a deep dive on the seasonal model, how they plan to prove it in the future, and how they plan to evolve bounties, which is... Yep. Uh, they're going to share some of the ways they'll be changing up the bounties and how they'll be implemented in the future. Um, I think that's the biggest news, right? And we've got, Jesus, cheating in trials is up 50% in January. Yeah. Or in the 50, game, not just in trials. 50%, 50% in the game. Yeah. That's huge. So it makes sense. I mean, they, they introduced this mode and everybody goes crazy. Um, they're up to like, they're banning 2,100 people per week and that's up from 656 bands per week uh, yeah for sure that's the next yeah. topic as news for now oh, sorry <laughs> yeah uh there is a ghost yeah. reward there is also a ghost reward uh you're getting a cool siva ghost just if you happen to be playing during season of the worthy yeah, that was it. That was uh, in the TWAB. It has guiding light, yep. omni telemetry, and a random uh, destination perk on it. And uh, yeah, well, it doesn't have speed demon, so why? Right, <laughs> Brian, your mic is a little weird. I don't know why, but you got quieter as soon as we started recording. So I'm going to ask quieter. Travis a question. Oh, louder, like this, much louder. That's louder. Better. That's better. Okay. There you go. Um, yeah, so. I'm really glad that they're looking at bounties and I think with the guardian games topic later, we'll be able to get into that a little bit more, but the main story of the week is all about the updates to trials of Osiris. Travis, what did we learn this week about trials and where it's at? All right. Well, first of all, we learned that uh, people really like to cheat on PC, which is no surprise if you know people who play PC. Um, and, and uh, <laughs> and, uh, but mostly on PC, as yeah, they pointed out. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so they said that they were doing uh, 656 bands per week, and that is now up to 2,133 bands per week, and probably still not enough, if anything. Yeah, che- uh, cheating if, is if, up. If, since January, cheating is up 50%, as Brian uh, alluded to oh, earlier, which uh, is yeah. that's significant, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. Which is crazy. Uh, obviously, they're trying to track it all, and uh, they are doing a bunch of new optimizations that they were pretty vague on for for obvious reasons. They don't want to kind of uh, show their hand uh, too soon to to uh, people that are trying to cheat. Uh, but yeah, it um, it seems like they're continuing to try to crack that down, which is probably a good thing if you uh, are anything like me and have played Trials on PC and had a, a thoroughly unenjoyable time due to. Uh, People doing wall hacks and whatnot. Are you sure that's hacking or your skill? <laughs> a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. <laughs> it's just, just one. It's for the record, though, so people are yeah. confused. Uh, They went into a lot of clarification about the fact that, yes, they are tracking all the hacks. They have tracking tools for that. So they're specifically looking at, like, self-res, infinite ammo, and they are looking at all that. 
which is good to hear. I don't think anybody right. thought that they weren't. It's just it's just so prevalent. It doesn't seem like anything's really happening in that respect, right? Yeah. yeah. I think I, I think it's also nice that they're like creating like like exclusive error codes for people who are respawning too fast in a certain area. That's so like if a, a person gets a specific uh, like error code and they get booted from you know from the game, and it's, they they know it's because they were. Uh, uh, responding too fast and they're like getting banned immediately because of those errors because nobody else can get those errors. Yeah, that's cool. I do think it's going to be really hard for them to catch up to cheaters. There's just so many of them and they are working together as a community. And meanwhile, Bungie is now an indie studio uh, who, if their seasonal <laughs> model is anything to uh, go by, are having trouble keeping up with demand. And, and uh, yeah, this is like another thing that they have to stay on top of, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, um, one of the things that they are doing to help with all this is they're adding more people to work on uh, testing, uh, banning people, just things involving Trials of Osiris and the problems with Trials of Osiris, which is which is great. And uh, there were a few notes that I that I really really appreciated. And here's one I put it in all caps on the run of show. Fire teams of cheaters are no longer innocent. And I absolutely love this. I think that's how it should be. If you're involved with a cheater or you, as soon as you oh, know yeah. you're rolling absolutely. with a cheater, get out of that fire team. Obviously, people are going to be like, oh, I didn't know or whatever. Uh, <laughs> oh, you but didn't you know. Yeah. You, you, know. you didn't know he was self-resing. You didn't know yeah. he was using. I could see not knowing if somebody was using wall hacks, if you hop in on an LFG. But if at any point you realize he's a cheater, just be like. All right, I'm good. Bye. That defense only works if trials had matchmaking, but it doesn't. So, well, you people. Know what you're getting into. So, I think people are definitely going to LFG to get into yeah. each of the games. You know, people are using LFGs. People are, you know, rolling with new friends. But I don't really have a lot of sympathy for you, especially if you knew you were rolling with a cheater. Let's say, let's say you get away with it one time. And they sort of like put a note next to your name and then you roll with that same person again or yeah, I feel like there's going to be a lot more ways for Bungie to track if you have been cheating or not with yeah, this. In system. the world yeah. of law, we call that aiding and abetting <laughs> Just because you weren't the one doing the cheating doesn't mean accomplice. You, were, you were an accomplice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about it, Travis? Do you like it or hate it? I, I like it. Uh, cheating is probably the number one reason that I don't do trials on PC. Also, I have way less experience there and tend to be worse. Uh, so that, that's another reason. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I have friends on PC like you guys that I'd like to play with more. And uh, trials can be really toxic. And so is the comp playlist. Uh, I don't know if you guys have gotten in there, but people really like to cheat uh, in, in the comp playlist. It's, on PC. Comp is fine. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all, it's all comp, comp has a lot of cheaters in it too as well. But it's just like... Considering that cheating in Destiny is up fifty percent, a lot of that cheating yeah. is bleeding over, bleeding over into other other categories when trials might not be up. So you know, comp yeah. is over there. So those people who want to keep playing and keep cheating are going to do it. Yeah, in <laughs> Destiny, it's less so in freelance playlist. If you're playing with teams, there's yeah. lots of cheaters on PC. So. I think I'm going to get my hand cannon kills and hit legend this season. Like that's probably the thing I'm going to work on in addition to guardian games. Um, so it seems like we're all on board that we really, really like this. So there was one solution proposed to sort of get rid of some of the players. They're considering a 100-hour gameplay requirement on all platforms. Of course, it would be your total game time. Uh, how would you feel if you needed 100 hours to play Trials? I personally, I think that's fine. I think it's something you should work towards. You should have to play the other modes. You should have to have, have your feet wet in the PvP playlist a little bit before you jump in there. Brian, what's your take yeah. on this solution? It's, uh, yeah, for, for me, it's less about about getting your feet wet and playing other things and, and, and knowing how to play the game and more so of like creating barriers for people who want to cheat that if they get banned, they can just create another account and start playing Trials immediately again because, you know, often we think it's like, oh, you know what? You know, even if they get banned, they can't just start playing Trials immediately because they got to go through the grind and, and, you know, get to a certain light level to get there. But yep. it's kind of easy right now. And plus, if you have all these you know, infinite ammos and self-rising cheats, then who cares about what their, what your light level is if you go into trials, if you're cheating. Um, so I'm all for making all sorts of barriers, um, preventing players from just creating a new account and being able to jump in right away. How would you feel about it, Travis? 
I don't personally know anybody who's played less than a hundred hours and is trying to do <laughs> trials. I do think that there's probably edge cases that could get pretty annoying. Like if your identity is stolen or something, you lose access to your Xbox live account or, or you know, something happens, then you have to start over and, and you know, you're arbitrarily unable to play trials unless you do a hundred hours that can kind of suck. And I'm sure there's people who don't have enough time to play trials or just like to play crucible. Uh, and, 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 you know, it might be a problem for them, but me personally, I, I think it's a good idea. Maybe it's something they want to implement just on PC for now. I don't think cheating is, is like prevalent enough on uh, console to, to justify a rule like this, but yeah, okay. uh, makes a lot of sense. And, uh, I think for PC, it's definitely a good fit, even if there are some edge or cases where it could be annoying. Put it behind a paywall. Yeah. Well, yeah. they are working on a few other solutions to the overall trials problem so trials non-hacking problems they do have a few proposed solutions problem number one token farming the solution there for example is in season 11 they're going to have three five seven win trials token reward change and to me that seems like a really really good solution how do you guys feel about that I'll need to see it before I'm able to judge because, I mean, it could still give you enough tokens to make just farming the first three matches worth it. Yeah, yeah uh, like, that's exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so I have to see kind of the specifics of the fix. I like overall the idea, though, that, you know, you're progressively more rewarded. I really think the problem is that going flawless is less rewarding than just farming a bunch of tokens. And so for me, I think the the big thing is make the final chest more valuable, right? Because what would you rather have a piece of armor from the chest at the end of the week or uh, a God roll on the uh, trial shotgun, right? Like it's, it's a no brainer. Just, just, you know, grind tokens and get the shotgun. So it, it, uh, it, the chest also needs to be immediately more consistent. Like, with, with a flawless, it need, there, there needs to be a level of expectation with the rewards that you're getting when you go flawless rather than like, am I going to get an Ascendant Shard or am I just going to get Prisms? And it's just like, uh, there's just, I think there needs to be a cadence in that, in that okay. regard and just like make it more consistent. You both have alluded to it, so I want to talk about it right now. Uh, problem. Trials feels unrewarding compared to other events. This is this is from the, the TWAB, right? Solutions. Yep. Masterworking materials. No, I don't give two dangs. I'm trying to keep it you clean for the, the kids. The I don't care about masterworking materials. Stop! Stop saying masterworking <laughs> materials is anything anybody cares about. Like, okay, that should be like the bonus, but to make that the core thing that you're telling people you oh you have to play this, you're gonna get three prisms. Why? Why? Who why, gives a why, shit? why though? After after two extra seasons, is that the dungeon is the only activity that drops masterwork? Masterwork item, yeah, exactly. That's how you get your shards. I know you can get you can get some like you know some in like old raids and stuff like that, but like masterwork armor doesn't happen anymore. Like where 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 what happened to that? And like trials Mm -hmm. is like the perfect PvP mode to introduce getting trials gear that's completely masterworked. Yeah, I, I I was very shocked when I got my first piece of armor and it was not masterworked automatically. It's like yeah. like you can get regular armor drops and they're just the same. I think the ones from the chest have higher rolls, but that's about it, right? And I also think, you know, in, in Destiny 1, Trials had uh, kind of a game-breaking weapons. Remember, you could get your primary ammo or your primary weapons that had uh, elemental damage on yeah, them. Yeah, you get the adept weapons. I, I think a good, a good um, kind of maybe alternative to that because that is probably a little too overpowered is what if, you know, the, the trials weapons came with an extra mod kind of like the way that black armory weapons did, but that mod was like anti-barrier or overload or unstoppable by default, you know, cause there's a oh, few weapons like- in the sandbox that already do that. Like, uh, the hand cannon that can, that can break through barrier shields okay. and stuff. Okay. So, so we talked about master working materials, but they did talk about adding a new material focus card. So people who want materials could work for that. They also talked about a new form of flawless weapon and armor that are being investigated for a future season. The weapons would have differences to set them apart, like the ability Mm -hmm. to replace mod slots with an adept mod slot that accepts custom built mods in addition to the normal mods. Now, now you're kind of speaking my language, Uh, unique weapons, unique armor, things that do something sort of cool that are coveted pieces of gear that you'll want. Something I can't just go to, to uh, Saint and get. 
by exactly tokens. Something that makes that final chest worth it. Yeah, I would like that a lot. And I'm, what kind of unique mods do you think the game is missing? And also, this is a little bit of a a min max coveted thing. So I'm curious how coveted these specific weapons are, because one of the main problems I'm encountering with the game is that I don't feel incentivized really to chase anything. I have fantastic, I have a fantastic sniper, I have a fantastic assault rifle, I have what I need for the meta right now, and there's not a ton of incentivization to chase anything if if you're that end game player that I feel like we all sort of are. We're all sort of at that point, and. I think that's what a lot of people are sort of struggling with right now. There's not a lot to chase that's coveted in the game right now because there's so many archetypes that either are close enough or you have the God roll of the hand cannon or you have the, (laughs) you have hard light. Yeah. Right. I, I, I do think they need to be game changers. I think it needs to be something similar to the adept, uh, maybe not that powerful, but like I said, I think anti-barrier legendary weapons with an extra mod that can automatically do that. I think that would be a huge game changer or something like that, that could, that could kind of put them over the top. Cause I don't know that people are going to grind for mods. Uh, honestly, there's just enough that are good or viable and unless they really are a game changing. mod. Yeah. Like the mods have to kind of just like blow us out of the water and go, yeah, I need to play trials for those mods. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they're just going to like. Yeah. So here's one thing they did point out that that I do definitely sympathize sympathize a lot with players who are just just want to get in and just want to be part of the conversation. They said players should be encouraged to attempt each week regardless of skill. So like if you're not that good at PvP but you still want to be part of trials, I do feel like there should be something for you. So here's the solution they propose. Weekly bounty that encourages participation. It doesn't even require a single win and you get one Engram. So uh as long as you play every week, everybody's going to get everybody will sort of get a participation trophy of sorts just for even attempting the the event. I like this. Yeah. I do feel that it needs to be a different version of the gear so you recognize its source and then the coveted versions that come from Endgame should have yeah. like that glow that we saw in the original trailer or some way to indicate that oh, you went legit flawless, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so, Something so, beyond cosmetics, so that way it's just not, oh, here's an ornament. Great, congrats. Or your armor shining for a week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, that sucks. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, so currently, Trials is just open to everybody. Anybody can play Trials of Osiris. Do you feel like they should restrict it further? One thing that concerns me about that 100-hour time limit we talked about in the previous segment is that it's already a restricted playlist. Like people aren't playing because of the hacking and the perception of hackers in the playlist. Do you feel like adding further restrictions is going to further restrict the amount of players? Brian, what are your thoughts? It depends. It dep- honestly, it just depends on what type of restrictions they're going for. Like, like if the restriction is a paywall, that's fine. Um, but wait, I, I, sorry, I, can you elaborate on that? Like if it's a paywall, like if the restriction is a paywall, like if I have to pay to play trials, you're okay with like, that? Well, I don't mean, I don't mean like pay specifically for trials, but like, if you want to play trials that season, you have to have the season pass. Ah, like I that, don't want that type of paywall. I so don't like that. Cheaters basically, because it, they it, it's, really, it's really, it's really, it's really a cheaters like, thing is like, right. Cause like people who cheat are, are more than likely people who are free to play players. And if you put that behind a pay, like if you put trials behind a paywall, then you're not going to have a bunch of cheaters because they're not going to get banned and make a new account and keep buying the season over and over and over again. But um, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like Bungie maybe should have something um, end game wise that entices free to play players to buy the season pass in order to get access to those things. Otherwise, you know, why, why what's the point of the free to play game? The point of the free to play game is to get people populate the game and entice them to you know upsell mm. and i think i think I, I think trials is a good way to do that 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 might be good for for bungie i don't know i don't know if i would like that personally i don't mind that it's free to play i like the hundred hours wall yeah. that you would have to have sure. to hit though travis do you have any ideas or thoughts on this yeah i i think they should they should try to inject more people into trials because i think the problem is that trials is scary and the longer it goes on it's scaring more of those would-be casual players away especially as they see there's really not a lot for them to gain by doing it and i think that if they can infuse 
uh, trials and make it attractive to a more casual audience, uh, that will make those first three matches a lot easier. You're not going to be playing against the sweatiest of the sweaty that are just like uh, grinding tokens, right? So that that's one thing it, it would fix. And also, you know, I, I'm a fan of Destiny being for everyone. Like my housemate plays it and he doesn't really play any other video games. And uh, I think that if, if you can bring those people into these activities and, and make more people experience them, that's a good thing. So... Uh, yeah, I, I, I think they should um, they should go for it, find a way to make them feel like they're getting something valuable out of, out, out of it. And then also, uh, like Brian was saying, uh, you know, make a way for the people who are the true the true flawless people to, to, to rock gear or an ornament or something that lets them know that they're uh, that, that they're even uh, more 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 uh, valuable, <laughs> more more successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. I'm glad they're looking at trials at you know, the very least. So Guardian Games is also going on right now. It's going to go from April 21st to May 11th. Uh, This week, it's all about Guardian Games. It was teased an event that will see who is the best class. Uh, Guardian Games, what do we have here? Guardian Games is a hot topic amongst the community. Before we get to our take on the event, we did have an exclusive trailer, though. We're going to run for a new segment that I just made up off the top of my head called uh, Guardian Games, The Real Story. Welcome to the Guardian Games. These games are Zavala's way of bringing us all together to celebrate Enjoy the games, my friend. You deserve it. Okay, so I put that little goof together. That was that was pretty fun. But the, the TLDR. Where'd you of, get that footage of me working out? Uh, <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about been it. Watching you guys for a while. <laughs> I have stuff installed on everybody's computer. Don't worry, it's fine. <laughs> but. Uh, the TLDR is uh, Guardian Games are this week. And here, here's what it says on the, the website. The inaugural, I can't say that word, inaugural, inaugural Guardian Games is upon us. There are only three weeks to prove that your class reigns supreme. And with a permanent reminder of which class wins being added to the tower for the rest of the year, the stakes have never been higher. The scoreboard is up and the clock is running. You know who deserves to take home the gold. Now show everyone else. By proving you're the best class, did you just mean like farm bounties? <laughs> like that's how we're determining who the best class is? And uh, who, can put, who can put the most hours into the game, really? Yeah, it's yeah. most dedicated, really. <laughs> Dedicated's one way to say it, I guess. <laughs> yeah man i don't know uh it's definitely not what i expected i thought maybe there'd be sparrow racing maybe there That's would what be I thought too, like that whole like olympic vibe to it mm-hmm. made it seem like there was going to be some sort of mode coming but when they dropped that trailer um the quote-unquote reveal trailer of guardian games they did all, almost all they could to not explain exactly what we we're actually doing Mm-hmm. in guardian games and then when it dropped we were kind of like that's what we should have expected to be doing yep <laughs> that is what i expected to be honest and you know one one thing that kind of confuses me about games is obviously it's just a bounty uh you know it's just all bounties which is kind bounties of the, and get a, you into playlists that you probably wouldn't have been playing otherwise yep yeah, yeah it's a bounty fest uh so I know that they said that they're part of their their goal with the seasonal model was to take existing events and kind of uh, tweak them a little bit to be usable in new seasons, right? And this doesn't seem like they tweaked it at all. Like when I think of when I when I think of tweaking events, I think of like uh, that that year where you could throw snowballs and strikes, right? And that was like a way to do DPS. It was kind of like a fun little gimmick. This is really just you know do the strike, play gambit, but but while you're doing it, get kills and pick up moats that uh you know those laurels which uh it it just seems like really lazy and like they didn't really change anything in in any of these modes i'll say this i'm definitely underwhelmed i expected sparrow racing league or just something sort of unique to the event and not just they did decorate the tower the tower looks very pretty uh it does give you something to do it gives you something to chase and work on within the world of destiny 
Uh, it's free for everybody, so everybody can partake in it. It's just, I don't know, man. It's, it's just underwhelming, and I, I think that's like as hard as I can be on it because I actually don't hate it. It just sort of is and i think there's just a feeling of apathy about the event did we want more yes did we get something where it gives us something to do in destiny yes but do we love it no No. not really and 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 yeah and then it kind of then it kind of locks this cool you know cabal lmg the heir apparent um doing a bunch of doing a bunch of the triumphs for guardians games guardian games which to me that that exotic specific exotic should have been tied behind a quest or maybe whatever final mission or something behind this whole thing with the almighty coming in that trying to drop on our planet or something like that That would have been a cool reward from that or something something more relevant to that weapon's design because it's very heavily cabal themed and then you can kind of just tie it behind a this is the worst part for me because i I don't know how much i would play if it weren't for the exotic but the exotic do seven of these triumphs and they are monster triumphs. Like they, they require dozens of hours of playing at a minimum. So yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah. My experience with the guardian games was I'm like, Oh cool. They decorated the tower and it's neat. You can go sort of talk to people. They promote it when you sign in for the first time. And then it's just bounties and, and that was it. So I look into the bounties and one positive thing about how they structured the bounty system. Now I don't love bounties. I don't love that. That's the main crux of everything. Here's what I do like, though. It encouraged me to play my hunter in several different ways in order to reap the rewards. And anytime, I think we're all sort of tired of the go do this X times feeling that we, the grind of Destiny, because I don't feel like they've really innovated in that respect too much. And I would really, really love it if they sort of elaborated upon the usage of the subclasses in a different way. Because right now it's just like, go get 10 tether kills, go get X amount of this subclass kills. Would Dawnbreak get 10 kills from long distance? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, so, so in some ways, I do like that they're encouraging us to use our, our classes differently, right? Like I'm rocking a hunter and I think we're, we're each rocking That's our classes. It's a temporary use though. It's very temporary and it doesn't like the reason that we're using the subclasses that we use isn't because it's because they're the best option yeah. available to us. So maybe it's more of a balancing challenges on Bungie's part. I don't really have an, an answer here specifically, but I mean, that's it, right? They have, they have to find it's, yeah. it's up to them to find reasons for us to want to use a top or bottom tree, depending on which class has the objectively better one. And that's meta. It's, you know, if Bungie wants us to, to break it up and use those different trees, they have to give us a reason to do so. And the, and the, the thing that upsets me is that the way that they found to do that is just by creating a bounty that says, use this subclass. Like we were just saying, that's a very yeah. temporary solution for me using that. Because if I'm like, all right, I use a human of grace to get this. I'm like, all right, well now I'm going to use the, other, I'm going to go back to the other yeah. one when I'm doing this activity. If anything, it reminds me how bad that subclass was and why I don't use it. Like using the sub, the sun, the sunspots tree on the, Sunbreaker made me be like, oh yeah, sunspots are terrible. Like I'm not going to use the subclass anymore. So real, real quick, Brian, what's your overall impression of the event? Uh, do you like it or not? Why or why not? And uh, how do you how do you think they can make it better? The the do I like it or not is 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 kind of a weird thing to say because it just feels like Guardian Games might almost just be kind of like faction rallies in a, in a sort of sense, mm. um, where maybe perhaps it's just something that should always be in the back that we're doing because like i i can't say that i like or dislike the event because it's just something that we're you're just having us do things that we've done in the past a bunch of times before so it's just not it's not it doesn't to me it doesn't really feel like an event mm-hmm. um it just says like hey here's a here's the tower with some reskinned revelry artwork um so it's not so i i i guess i'm leaning towards dislike because it's just having me do things that i don't really care to be doing right now in order to get an exotic that i really want to use and the way i think they can make it better is by making a unique experience that actually pits us against each other that isn't just doing things like we normally do all the time it's like give me a reason to go out and use my abilities as a warlock or hunter or a titan um that hits me against those other classes to prove that we're actually better yeah and could we talk about forges for a sec like i never wanted to do 
forge again. And then I came <laughs> in and they were like, forges, you're going to have to do these for a couple hours, Strauss. I was like, oh my God, I was so upset. And I think that was the same day they did Gambit too. So it was like the two activities I most don't want to play right now, I have to play. Like I was, I was pretty upset that day, but I did At it. least in Gambit, though, the laurels auto-collect. When you're playing true PvE. yes yeah i wish that was the, i wish it was that case for pve and pv or i think it is a PvE. it is for crucible yeah yeah so <laughs> if it was that way as well for like if you're doing if you're grinding forges or not but yeah it's nice that they ought to complete a game but crucible yeah definitely i mean guardian games are ongoing right now i would love to hear what the community thinks about this because i'm actually not that negative on it it is interesting that i have a different way to play my subclass and i'm happy that i have a new thing to chase um, I'd be interested to see how they evolve it. Apparently, Bungie is going to look at it, and they are noticing that they have used a lot of the bounty system. So next up, we're actually going to talk about Grandmaster Nightfalls. I didn't get a chance to personally try this yet, but my two co-hosts, Brian and Travis, did. All right, so Brian, you were telling us a story before we got started about Grandmaster Nightfalls and your experience with them. Uh, how far did you get? What was it like? Just just what is it like? Is it that much more difficult? What kind of things should players be considering before they even get in? What do I need to know before I try it? Uh, make sure that your builds are correct because you're definitely like, Bungie was right when when they said that like your fire team could get mad at you if you have like the wrong build. So if you're using the wrong mods... Um, and you're not using like specific exotics, things like you know that that work well with your sub subclass that that everybody wants you to be using. Um, but I mean, like with with, with this this game, with, uh, Grandmaster, it just feels like a sit back and pepper enemies, um, you know, type deal. Because if if you run out into the open and you get hit by fire from from a uh, from a cabal and stop them, you're dead immediately. Like I, if you have low resilience. Science will one shot you no matter what you're doing like i was in a well i had this might have been my fault i had 20 resilience in a well with 20 resilience and a scion snipe me dead immediately like this is just a red bar scion too so it's like that that's rough so i mean you gotta you gotta pay attention to all those fronts so what i mean by staying back and peppering enemies is like using corners as your advantage and then like just picking off enemies as they're as they're peeking around the corners trying to get you and such like that too so did you have fun, or did you feel more like it was just uh, a time-based thing where you just have to, you know, pick your time to attack, so to speak? Yeah, it's it's that. It's, uh, fun is a, is is a weird thing to say because I always always have fun playing Destiny, right? The gunplay is always there. It's all that, all that. Uh, the problem I have with it is like, is we're playing strikes that we've done a thousand times before, right? So it's it, it's got this issue of the feeling of regression. I've played this strike a thousand times and I've nuked everything in that strike a million times and, and killed the boss incredibly quick. So it, I think it, it causes a problem personally where I don't feel good playing it because I, I know what to expect when going through that strike, what enemies are doing, what what type of enemies are spawning. So when I go to this corner and the enemies just rush me and kill me immediately, I, I kind of I feel kind of regressed um, in a certain way. And I, I, don't, I don't think that really feels that great. And so I think, personally, like if they if they introduced at least a new strike or something with Grandmaster Nightfalls, that probably would have been a better solution to that to actually make me feel like it was a more enjoyable piece of content. Okay. Yeah, Travis, you yeah. also got to experience it. Now, I, I do have a question for you. I want to hear your take on Grandmaster Nightfalls, of course, but I'm also curious, are you incentivized at all by the uh, emblem or the triumph for this? And do you, I apologize to our audience for not knowing this as the host, but do we know if that's a limited time thing or if that is going to remain persistent throughout the game? Which one? Do you mean the, the title? Yeah, the title. The title. Like, am I timed on that or is it going? You are, ti you are timed on that, but Conquer yeah. will be available after this season, both with, with another set of strikes. Yep. Oh. You just have so to complete like, all six before in one I, season. And I don't. I, I imagine that like if you complete five of them, you don't complete the sixth one, and then the season changes over, you lose the progress of the 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 five that you completed, and you kind of just got to start over. I am sort right. of curious how that's going to work because I saw that and I'm like, oh, that one actually looks really cool, and I do feel like it's obtainable. No, maybe yep. I'm way off base on that. Travis, and, and as long yeah. as you do each one each week, then yeah. So so I I do think it's uh, it is something to chase. 
I'm uh, tentatively interested in, in pursuing that title just because I think it is kind of badass. But the reason I don't want to do it this uh, season is because the Exodus Black is one of the strikes and I hate that strike and I do not want to play it uh, with extreme difficulty where if I get tapped once I die. To, to Brian's point, the worst part about Grandmaster Nightfall is that it is a it feels like a chore that you don't like doing because we've all done these strikes so many times, except for they add an arbitrary level of difficulty. It'd be like if you you know, somebody told you to go do the dishes, but you had to do it while like balancing on like a ball, right? Like it's already something you don't like to do. And now they just made it hard for you for no reason. Like it's just not a fun experience. And so, yeah, like to Brian's point, it took us 45 minutes to get to the boss. We were just, you know, one tapping, just like being playing very safe. I didn't die the entire time. Then we get to the boss after 45 minutes, they take away all your revives. So we lost all of our revives. My two teammates died. And I was just left standing there like, all right, well, there's no way I'm going to be able to solo this no matter how long I stay there. So, you know, we we didn't complete it. We're going to try again tonight. But uh, yeah, if Exodus Black were on the list, I would probably be like, for sure, I'm going to try to do it just to kind of like flex, you know, and be like, hey, I I want to show I got it. But uh, I I do not. That strike specifically, it it seriously deters me wanting to do it. I I hate that strike. I hate that strike even when it's easy. The fact yeah. that it's going to be super hard, it's, oh my God, I'm not. And that's what I didn't even realize too, is that like this contest mode is on indefinitely. I would. Yeah. So, like, I, don't, I don't know when they're going to lift that or if they are during the season. So like if la- the last week they're going to lift it so that way our, our, if we're higher than 1025, it'll, it'll, it'll count. But well, one, one positive thing to come out of all this that I actually do like is that they added plus ones to all the activities. So now the activities reward pinnacle as opposed to, yeah, pinnacle. Oh, that's like the right strike. terminology, right? Yeah. Strike. Yeah. You mean like for the strike rewards, the crucible and the gambit? Yeah, so now you're yeah, going to get plus. You're, it's slowly going to bump you up, and I'm actually okay with that. Those because are plus twos now, aren't they? I thought they were plus twus. I think they're just yeah, plus they're ones. Plus one, two twos. They they can be one. Oh, two. okay. Uh, All right, yeah. got it. Uh, I think that is good because prior to that, the only way we really had to level was go do the raid, right? And nightfalls, I guess. Raid nightfalls, and that's it. Raid nightfall. I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting oh, something. The, the maybe nightmare, 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 nightmare. And nightmare, yeah. And, and the dungeon. In the dungeon. Okay. All right. So the, there were a it few different sources. Many, if we still think about back it, then because it was only plus one plus those few sources. Mm-hmm. So it was. It, we those were dark days. Yeah, I think I think them loosening up the purse strings a little bit when it turn in terms of power progression. I think that's totally fine. So you guys are saying the first Grandmaster Nightfall is Exodus Black Exodus or no, whatever. No, no, no. no, no, no. Yeah. Th- this week it's the uh, the one where you fight the Insight Terminus, and it's actually Insight Terminus. It's oh, not okay. that bad. Next week is supposedly going to be Exodus Black, and that's. If I get through that one, I'll probably complete the title. But if if I play that and I yeah, I, I just I really do, don't want to do it. Do you guys have a favorite strike? I do. Did my, Brian, did my camera freeze? Yeah, I think you're making a freeze. It's a fantastic. Yeah. You're making a hilarious. <laughs> that is funny. Brian, you like you're that. very suspicious of me. Brian, I cut away. You can go ahead and fix it. So I don't, real- I don't, I don't know what it is because my audio is coming through the camera too. So I have no idea. <laughs> just turn it on. It probably overheated. Just. Turn off. No, the camera's, really the camera's on. It's fine. Oh, you're going to lose my audio, though. That's uh, fine. That's I might fine. Have, so we'll real, real quick, I, I want to pose a question to you, Travis, because Brian just broke everything. And you're back. Um, <laughs> uh, what I is had your, no idea what to do other than to do that. So that's sorry. fine. What's your favorite strike? Uh, mine, my personal favorite, and I don't want to make this a leading question, so I'll let you answer From yourself. Destiny 2 or the entire series? Destiny 2. And then you can do entire series. Uh, Brian, do you have one off on top of your head? No, I'm sorry, my head, not the top of my head. I got to think. Travis, what do you got? I like the one in Destiny 2. My favorite strike is Destiny 1, the one where you go in the pit. Uh, but my favorite Destiny 2 strike is the uh, – I'm really bad at names. But it's the one where you go into the um, the Awoken – Homeland. The really long one. The really long one. The really long one. Yeah, I like that one because it's got a it's got an interesting like corrupted, story. Right? Corrupted. That's right. I think yeah. it's called corrupted. I forget, but yeah. yeah. What's your really like I have no idea, man. See, now I have to come. I have to look at all these names. strikes. Put me on the all spot. right. I, I thought you would just know <laughs> one a little bit quicker. My my favorite strike is Inverted Spire, and here's why I like it. That is a very good strike. I like that strike a lot because I know the beats of the strike. I feel like it just hits all the right tones. It's also like one of the oldest ones, um, 
it's been around a very, very since the since beginning. The beta. Yeah, since the beta. So we've been able to run it since then. But I love that if you time it just right, you can melt that boss. And I love strikes where if you have the power, you can melt bosses. I don't see a problem with that. And uh, yeah, I like that. Ryan, did you come up with one? Uh, yes. All right. Warden of it? nothing. Warden of nothing. Really? Oh, yeah. Prison of elders. Because of why? I like the prison of elders strikes. Warden of, Warden of nothing. You get Varix's oh. talking and Varix's voice. Varix, yeah. You go through, and then, like, the end of the strike, you land in the uh, arena, and you get that old music. Bah, 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 and it just, you know, just a lot cool. of. It's a, it's, a cool, it's a cool nostalgia trip on that one. I really like yeah. the strike. And then you can just totally melt the boss. And if you don't want to, then you can fight one big cabal and a big Vex, and then the big, big fallen ball. A lot of throwbacks to Destiny 1 that I uh, I definitely appreciate it. I'd love to hear what our audience thinks, too. So let us know in the comments below. What is your favorite strike? If okay, you say so, black, you're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> so that's regarding the previous topic that Travis interrupted us for. But Sorry. All right. So uh, final topic real quick. Uh, last week, we had the pleasure to welcome Lance Riddick as a guest on the show during that episode, we had him read some description associated with recipes from the official destiny cookbook this week. Uh, I'm actually inviting everybody who's watching the show and listening, uh, to stick around for our final segment. Uh, it was shot at my house in my apartment. Obviously a few days ago, my wife and I made three recipes from the official destiny cookbook, including the spicy ramen revelers, tonic and coleslaw recipes. Uh, and we tried them live on camera. Uh, <laughs> that's our final segment for this week. So stay tuned to see how those recipes turned out. Uh, thank you, Travis. Thank you, Brian, for joining me. Uh, I guess past Destin is going to take it away for the rest of the show. But my wife gets the honor of doing Guardians out with me. So stay tuned for that. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our kitchen. This is my wife playing. Hi, hon. Hi. What are we making today? Ramen. That's right. Not just any ramen. Cade's spicy ramen from the Destiny cookbook. Let's get into it. The chicken part of the recipe calls for three tablespoons of spices. Uh, it has a very specific one, but you can just make it your own at home like I did here. Uh, the salt's in with my spices. Two teaspoons of canola oil. And boneless skin-on chicken thighs. We didn't have that, so we went with chicken breasts. All right, because we're using chicken breasts, we're gonna cut them in thin strips like you normally would after they're cooked. But as you can see, it makes more than enough chicken for what we need. Okay, so the next part of the recipe, you're gonna need a big pot. You're gonna put your broth into it and you're gonna put in your mushrooms. You're gonna bring that to a simmer for 10 minutes, take the mushrooms out and then set the broth aside. All right, so we're gonna do our broth next. The recipe called for a broth and red miso separate. This broth already has red miso in it. It is a spicy chicken bone broth. We're cheating a little bit, but it'll be just as good. Okay, so we have our dashi stock. It's actually red miso stock, and you wanna put your mushrooms in there. So we're gonna put our all of our mushrooms in, and then we're gonna bring that to a simmer for about 10 minutes. And then we're going to take the mushrooms out and then we're going to add it all back together. Okay, we got our noodles, we got our kimchi, we got our leeks, we got our Garlics. garlic, we have gochujang, Korean chili sauce, and we have soy sauce. This is what we're going to get ready uh, in the other pan. Well, the noodles are probably the last thing we'll do, but all of this is going to get cooked while the mushrooms go. All right, so on our side pan, we're gonna put some oil, start getting that hot, because we're gonna cook the shiitake mushrooms, get them a little bit uh, more cooked. Okay, our mushrooms are definitely done. <laughs> uh, it started simmering a little bit faster than we expected. So now we need to take it out of there and we're gonna put it in this other pan and let it cook for a few minutes. The recipe says to get the, the mushrooms crispy. All right, those are looking pretty good. We're gonna pull the garlic. Yep, go ahead. And the, the onions. Just cook them for like a few minutes. Mm -hmm. It says to add oil, but if we have enough oil in there, it's fine. Pump full. Yep. 
I'll do it all the way here. Good. And that says one of the spicy stuff. That's good, put it in. Um, okay, let's just show the camera what that looks like. It's caramelizing the uh, spicy sauce, basically. And then you see, so for the juice, one. Well, we're doing our best with the juice. Yeah. Okay, so uh, this is ready. We're gonna turn the heat way down on that, and we're just gonna take what we've in. been making on the right pan, and you're gonna go ahead and put it in the other one. Put this put, one in there. Just put it all together. Yep. So that is our broth for the food, and you're just gonna okay. let that simmer. We'll put it like four on our oven because we found out earlier that the other temperature was way too high. We have our noodles here, basically. These are uncooked. You can cook them before you go or you can add them to your broth and let the broth cook them as you simmer the broth. They only need about two minutes. So the way we're going to do it is we're going to add the broth to the noodle and then just let it do its own cooking. And we almost forgot the mushrooms going too. All right, so we're gonna let that simmer for about 10 minutes. Then we're gonna add it to our noodles and let it sit for two minutes. And then we're gonna eat some ramen. Okay, not gonna lie, this is smelling amazing. So here's our broth. We have our broth. And what we're gonna do is we're going to add that to the noodles now and then just let it sit for a while. Not only to cool off, but also to um, cook the noodles. Oh man. What do you want? This, oh, I, want, I want this in my body. Some bacon bits on top, a little bit of cream, and we'll let that sit for two minutes and then we get to taste it. Yum. Highlighting an incredible combination of flavors, spices, this is one of the best recipes the golden age has to offer. Not even the Red Legion could bring down these golden noodles swimming in rich, flavorful broth. Okay, so it's done. It's been two minutes. The noodles should be cooked. The ramen should be cooled enough to eat. It is steaming right now. I can't wait to try this. This is gonna be our, our first reaction to eating it. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for all your help, hon. Of course. Oh, I did most of the work. All right, so. Wow, Cage Spicy Ramen, thumbs up. This is really good. This is like the best ramen I've had in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. You know what would go great with this? Yeah. That Reveler's Tonic. Reveler's Tonic is one of the easiest recipes. Uh, its main ingredient is grape juice. It needs a little bit of apple juice and it needs some lime juice. A little bit of apple juice. Recipe calls for two tablespoons. I'm doing a, obviously a small glass here, so I'm just gonna do one. You're also supposed to add a uh, Caraco, just two teaspoons uh, for that blue color. We didn't have Caraco, so it came out a little bit darker than the recipe. Now, if you had that, it would be that bright blue like you see. So this is Reveler's Tonic. We didn't have the Kiraco, so it's a little darker, but let's see how it tastes. Sure. Mmm. Wow. Good. Very yeah. great, juicy. Oh man. Mm -hmm. It's almost like sour. Mm -hmm. um, I think the Kiraco would make it even more sour and accentuate that. Yeah. Um, I like it a lot. All right, the coleslaw, you're gonna need mayonnaise, grape coupon, Dijon mustard, celery salt, salt and pepper, apple cider vinegar, a lemon, a red onion, some carrots, and then red and green cabbage. Oh yeah, and I forgot the sugar. Okay, so now we need to add uh, the mayonnaise. This is gonna be gross. It says three-fourths of a cup of mayonnaise. Ugh. Mayo's so gross. Mayo fans out there, you're gonna love this recipe. So there's the disgusting mayo. Two tablespoons of Dijon mustard. One tablespoon of lemon juice two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar, just a little bit of salt. This and you just kind of mix it up. You want two tablespoons of sugar. So to prep the vegetables, you want to julienne the carrots. So cut the cabbage like this and do that for both the green and the purple cabbage. Then you add all your veggies. About of each of the cabbages. 
That's like a cup and a half. Just guess. Doesn't matter, it's a salad. <laughs> and then you toss it. Or you know what? Just grab me the lid for this. So then you need to toss the salad. I'm gonna cheat, I'm gonna put a lid on it and just shake the hell out of it. Ta-da, coleslaw! All right, so there's our coleslaw, huh? Let me put some in my mouth or your mouth <laughs> so I can try it. All right, I'm scared. Mmm. <laughs> How's it? It's surprisingly not bad. Okay, so to recap, we did the coleslaw, we did the Reveler's tonic, and what was the best one? The ramen, for sure. The spicy ramen is legit good, and we didn't even have all the ingredients. <laughs> but man, if you have that broth, it's money. Mm -hmm. It is so, so awesome. All right. You like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Will we, will we make it again? Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Thank you so much for your help, man. Of course. All right. I love you. I love you too. All right. That's it for this time, everybody. Until next time, Guardians, Guardians out. out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.